Hi, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of New Depths, Nespa's um, podcast and, and, and video series. Uh, excited today, I'm sitting here with Landon Ifredi from Fluidra. He is a regional sales manager. Territory sales. Territory manager. sales manager. Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, um, Casey. And one, one of the one of the uh, uh, reasons why we always start this by me letting them introduce my <laughs> guests, introduce themselves, is because they know themselves better than better than I do. But so, um, Landon, why don't you tell her? Some folks probably know you, but others probably have never met you before. So why don't you um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do for Fluidra? Yeah, sure. So, um, so Casey Hardenbrook is the regional manager for uh, Fluidra. I, I did not take his job. So Casey, it's everything's okay. Um, so as a territory sales manager, I cover uh, mainly the state of New Jersey, and then I do a little part of New York. I also cover Staten Island. Um, but the the main point of the of the job is just to support our customers in every way we can. The, the territory manager part of the title is uh, more focused than the sales part. Mm-hmm. So it's assisting on sourcing product, um, uh, implementing different products, educating them about new products, helping to educate the next generation of employees with sure. um, you know what what new products we have coming out and and some of our older staples. Um, but it is never boring. That's for sure. Well, it's, it's probably even less boring over the last year or so. That's right. Yeah. It's um, do you fun. see a lot of that where you have companies you've, you've worked with as their representative for, you know, some time, but maybe there's a next generation coming on or they've got some, some folks that have been working for them for a couple of years. And then, so you're with, it's the same customer, but you're bringing new people up to speed all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a lot with uh, retail stores and, um, with service companies. They, they're always trying to hire, um, you know, new people and new talent to come in, uh, retail store and, uh, service employees, you know, there's kind of a good entry level starting point for younger people. So yeah, every year we go over the basics of pool cleaners with the retail staff. We go over the, the basics of uh, pool hydraulics and pump operation with some of the new service guys. And, uh, it's, it's fun. It's nice to be a part of that. Yeah. From, uh, from your perspective as, you know, representing a, a large manufacturer in the industry, um, it's changing all the time, right? Like every, every year, regardless of market conditions or, or any other challenges, you're always, um, as are you know, your competitors, always adding something new, changing something, freshening something up, or, or in some cases, and we're going to talk a little bit about the internet of things here and some of your automation, um, making leaps in, in sort of how the industry, how the customer can interface with their pool. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors that drive the demand for products. Um, yeah, uh, automation and Internet of Things is absolutely one. That's become more prevalent just across multiple platforms, not just in the pool business. Yeah. Um, and there's even been a big focus on alternative ways to sanitize pools. You know, the big push for, for chlorine generators and salt pools, you know, happened a few years ago. And now there's, there's drivers and market uh, drivers that are pushing us into other areas too. So, yeah. um, it is always different, always fun. My, um, my parents just switched their pool to salt. I hope it was a Jandy system. Um, it was definitely a Nespa, Nespa member doing the, <laughs> doing the work. I'm not sure what the, what the, That's what okay. the everybody has good stuff. It's okay. What the, what the system is, yeah. but I made sure they used a member or they weren't allowed to do it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so let's talk about that for a minute. The, the, the internet of things and, and automation, cause you're absolutely right. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, we were catching up before this a little bit yeah. and talking about how automation in the internet 
what's changed in the current environment that might stay and what, you know, you know, what's a, a fad. And certainly anything around sort of automating processes in your life, whether it's technical and we'll talk about pools or it's ordering groceries or it's, you know, using DoorDash instead of going to the drive through yeah. or, you know, all those sort of things, they'll, they'll, they're, they're going to persist, <laughs> right? Because people want to get their life back in the things they want to do. They yep. want to go to bars. They want to go to concerts. They want to go to a movie theater, maybe whatever their, their interests are. Um, but no one's dying to spend more time in checkout lines at the grocery store, right? No, <laughs> That's not no. the thing people are talking about. No, it's, it's actually even gotten more ridiculous than that, too. And there's, there's IoT connected, uh, refrigerators now. There's IoT connected coffee makers, uh, barbecue grill smokers. There's even a bike lock that you can connect to your phone and control and unlock and lock your bike with your, your phone. <laughs> so the idea that, uh, that you want to automate and connect your pool is really not that ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah. it seems like the natural trend. That's what everybody wants. And all those things that you mentioned all pivot towards one central point and that's convenience. That's yeah. ease of operation. Yeah. Um, we did, uh, we did one of these with a pool builder, um, in North Jersey. And, and he was talking about how, how he manages the service, right. And the idea that, um, the convenience that he sells in a lot of ways is when, the customer gets home Friday afternoon after working all week. They walk in the front door and then they walk out the back door. They want to do whatever they're going to do. They're going to want to jump in the pool or put the burger on the grill. They're not going to want to go, okay, well, first I got to mow and then I got to, maybe I got to prune those hedges and then let me check the chlorine levels while I'm doing that. And I got to clean the grill from last week. Like they want to go and use the space that they spent a lot of money on to enjoy at the end of that week or, or, or that weekend. And that's exactly so. So, so to that point, then let's talk a little bit about automation and pool sure. systems. Um, I guess start from the beginning. I know everybody who's, who's listening to this, our, our NESPA membership and, and, and others, you know, they're in the industry. So automation, they've heard it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not brand new. Um, we've been talking about it for a few years, you and others. Um, but you're seeing an uptick in it, right? You're seeing more, uh, more of an adoption of these systems. Um, tell us about some of what Jandy Automation does, but then also, you know, let's, talk about it from the perspective of the, the, the dealer, right? Like yeah. how are they selling it or what's the, what's the benefit for them to install for their, for, for their customers? Yeah. Um, so yeah, automation's definitely been around for a long time. Um, a lot longer than, than you kind of might think, um, you know, intuitively it's, it's been over 15 years now. There's been some sort of automation, um, to put on the backyard and, um, it, kind of got this stigma, um, that it was only for the really higher echelon pools that it didn't, yeah. didn't belong in your, your normal common pool. And partly I think the, the price was a barrier to entry when, um, when they first came out, but that's really no longer the case. And it hasn't been for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and because the automation or I, excuse me, because IOT products have become so, um, you know, ubiquitous just in any industry whatsoever. Right. Um, it's now homeowners are almost kind of expecting it. So it hasn't been as much of a, a barrier there in price, but really, um, all it is is a really fancy light switch, you know, so <laughs> like a light switch on the wall, like we have right here, just breaks current and puts current back on and illuminates the room. Um, Pool automation is really simple the same way. Uh, what makes it complicated mm. is how you interface with it. Okay. So and that's where the leaps and bounds have been, you know, and uh, it's not just unique to Fluidro or Jandy. Pentair and, and Hayward have also come out with very good um, automation systems with very good user interfaces. And that's what 
that people want to see. So nobody wants to, you know, older automation systems, you had to go out to your equipment pad and do some sort of arduous task to um, have the automation be programmed. And then you couldn't really do anything after that. Now they're so good. You, you pull out your cell phone. And I mean, and even, right. you know, we have integration with Siri now. I can even just ask my cell phone to turn on my pool. Right. right. If I, or if, like you said, you're coming home on a Friday, you want to just go right in and jump in the spa. I could just ask my phone on my drive home to go into spa mode and turn the heater on for me. So when I get home, my spa is 102. I don't have to wait. I don't right. have to turn valves. I don't do any of that stuff. So it's the, hmm. it's the user interfaces where, um, the leaps and bounds have been made. And then, you know, um, you know, Moore's law has kind of taken over too. And the price has been driven down to where again, you know, Hayward, Pentair and, and uh, Jandy have all now come out with lower cost automation systems to really crush that, um, that barrier to entry of price point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's interesting about the the technical side versus the the user interface because right? yeah. people don't um care how yeah. it happens. Exactly. Right? That's not their thing, you know. No. I mean some people do, I guess. You probably get some some technical people. I'm sure everybody, you know, has has had that customer that wants to know every but for the most part they they want to know that if they open is it how many buttons is it, right? Exactly. Um how many clicks before I can just get in yeah. my get in my We spot. talk about that all the time. How we yeah. can, how we can make our app have less clicks. Yeah. More clicks is more frustration and, and, uh, homeowners don't want to see that. Yeah. We, we talk about it in, even with our website, right? As far as our members being yeah. able to find information, um, you know, how do we organize? We're always looking, how do we organize our information in a way that makes it less, less of a, the shorter pathway to yep. the information they need, need Absolutely. the better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so everything runs through an app that both the, um, pool company and the homeowner can use and, and interface with. Correct. Yeah. So what are the, what are some of the ways? Cause when I hear automation, I think about kind of what you just described. I'm thinking like, Hey guys, look how cool it is. I can change the color of my LEDs when you're having a barbecue, right? Like on, on my phone is like well, that wow factor. That's, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, but for the pool company or the service company, how are they using automation to maybe make their, job more efficient or their customer service better? Um, well, the fact that they can have every pool on their service route or every customer that they have or every pool that they've built on their cell phone or on their desktop in their office, they can see them all. Um, you know, if there's any sort of error in the system, it'll throw an error code. So they can go through and, and check on their pools and they can see if there's an error and that can generate revenue, can generate a service call. Um, you know, typical this time of year, we're still having some cold nights. So, um, chlorine salt generators do not like cold water. So they'll, they'll kind of throw a general, (laughs) (laughs) um, they'll throw like a general fault out if the, if the water is too cold. Um, but if that air is not cleaned out or it could be indicative of something else, but either way, it generates a phone call, a touch point with the homeowner. Um, it generates a service call. You can go out and the more times that you go into a backyard, the more times you interact, the better chance there is to selling something else. You know, you notice, um, you know, the cover has a whole, you know, a rip in it, or, you know, you can talk about a new liner or yeah. there's a lot of ways to generate revenue just from touch points, just from getting out there. Um, you can also solve problems. Homeowners have, um, sure. um, <laughs> might want to edit this part out. Homeowners <laughs> have a tendency to, to mess some stuff up sometimes <laughs> um, when and it's really, and then as a professional, if you go out there and all you had to do was go into their programming and just fix something, right? you, you feel 
bad you don't want to charge them for that. So, but if you could solve that problem without having to go there and you build a little bit of goodwill, then, you know, it, that, that's good for your business too. So sometimes right. you monetize it. Sometimes you're just doing the right thing. Right. But then that's, that's even if you fix it easy, there's no charge maybe, but there's a, there's an email that says, Hey, just want to let you know, because we can, you know, because we can monitor your pool. We saw this rise. We fixed it for you. Blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. Again, that's that touch point that lets the customer know, wow, this, you know, my, my, my pool guy's got a monitoring station in his office. And Absolutely. people like, that's, you know, they, the people get impressed with stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Builds that goodwill. So, uh, when you're in a year, like we've been in the last couple of years where it's hard to get inventory or, you know, it's, uh, it's good to have that piggy bank full of good things that you did for them when they might have to wait an extra week before their heater works or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, that goes, that goes a long way. Um, and, yeah. and in, in a market over the last couple of years, like you said, with, with high demand, yeah. that, you know, high demand can often lead to high expectations and high turnover. So anything you can do to, you know, customer, it's, it's what's the, what do we always say? Like it's, it's cheaper to keep a customer than find a new one. Absolutely. Right. So yeah. all of those things that lead to improving your retention rate, especially if you're a, a, a coming into the service and has, you know, a, a decent sized route or yeah. a decent sized customer bank, anything you can use to retain customers is going to be, um, valuable to your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in the, um, um, you know, in the, the aftermarket, as we call it, or the secondary market, you know, cause a lot of these, these automation systems that we were just talking about, they go in on new construction. Yeah. Um, but a lot of pools were built before automation was a thing. Um, a lot of pools were built, you know, either on a budget or by a previous homeowner. Yeah. And now that, you know, things are changing, especially with families more focused in their own backyards than, than going out and about. Um, they're looking for more convenience, more fun gimmicks, like changing their color of the lights, yeah. um, and just ease of operation really of their, of their swimming pool. So that the aftermarket automation is what's really been exploding the last, um, the last couple of years. Yeah. And, and so there's specific products that help connect an older pool to a newer automation system. Yeah. Um, so it, it uh, it kind of started with, um, Jandy came out with these little bundle packs. They were like these little automation systems. We made right. them, you know, generically just use round numbers, less than a thousand dollars, um, to the professional. And, um, they were very simple for just running your very basic pool with a light, you know, a heater, maybe a chlorine generator and, yeah. a, and a pump. Um, but they were expensive. And then, um, I think the next one that hit the market was Hayward. They came out with this great little, um, automation system that interfaced with their variable speed pumps. And this is when variable speed pumps really started to make a drive before the department of energy law, but it was still a direction and a yeah. lot of local municipalities were offering Sorry, rebates and things. Yeah. Um, and that was an even more inexpensive product. Uh, it had less functions, but it got done what you needed to get done. Right. Um, and then Dandy kind of uh, pushed it a little bit further. We came out with um, a little antenna that's like this big. It's mm-hmm. less than a hundred bucks, and that'll just automate your pump. It'll allow you to turn your pump up, turn it down, um, set schedule, set programming, which was the problem with variable speed pumps. Nobody wanted to get down on the ground and, and program their speeds. Right. They just bought a $2,000 pump and then ran it like it was a regular pump. So, right. um, that was great. And now everybody is, is, uh, Pentair came out with a, a tiny little system that goes into a mud box. It's ready to go outside and it has uh, a wireless antenna for app interface. It has a relay plugged into it, some smart communication stuff. Hmm. And that's, um, you know, I think that's, I know it's less than 500 bucks, but it might even be even less than that. 
Um, so they, they really set the bar with that, with the most function for the minimum price point. Um, which was that kind of ended that fight. So we, Jandy sort of uh, pivoted off of that and took aim at the most common pool that we see. And that's the, the pool that has the Intermatic timer box. Mm-hmm. So this year we released a product um, called a TCX, which just stands for time clock exchange. And it essentially, um, you know, the mechanism in a timer is built on this kind of piece of sheet metal that like clips in and out of the box. So we just took that same piece of metal and built an automation system on it. Okay. So you, all you do is basically unclip that you clip ours in, plug the wires back in where they have to go. Uh, and you've without doing any, you know, uh, hard work on the equipment pad with rerunning breakers or, or anything like that, you have a, a fully functioning automation system. Where wow. you could do, um, you know, uh, variable speed pump, assault system. Um, we interface with a wireless light controller. We can control any manufacturer's lights too. So if the pool, you know, has kind of been mishmashed for the last 20 years, it has yeah. like a Hayward light and a Pentair pump and a Jandy salt system. That's fine. We'll run all three of those, you know, and even yeah. a rate pack heater, no problem. Right. So, um, without a lot of extra effort, you know, and mm. this, this product is, you know, still less than a thousand dollars to the pro. It's interesting because, like you said, the barrier to entry and, and sort of tearing down that perception. Like, so if you're a higher end pool builder building, you know, a higher end pool, you're baking this into the construction all right. the way around, and you're it's not just the automation; it's the features that would be automated, right? Because you've got the built-in spa, and you've got all kinds of cool lighting and all kinds of other things. So, so that's great. But to be able to um, upgrade some existing pools, rent the renovation market is huge in the Northeast. Yep. Um, uh, at some of those entry points, you can upsell those things, but you can also kind of work them into what you're doing just so that you can have that higher level of service. And then that, you know, you're not talking about thousands and thousands of dollars, right. you know, and then marking that up and then figuring out all of this. You're talking about affordable parts that are plug and play essentially mm-hmm. as far as installation that can keep a customer that can help with, you know, the referral process, just people, the wow factor of what it is that you're doing and making available. So, um, I wouldn't be, it sounds like everybody's going to be working towards automation in most of their pools at some point along the way here. Yeah. It, um, it serves, it serves as kind of like I know it's cliche to say, but it's kind of like a win, win, win. I mean, obviously, you know, my whole, I told you the, the focus of my job is really managing the territory, but the word sales is in there. I do have to sell stuff too. So, um, so obviously we want to sell stuff and as a professional, you know, I know we're all building backyard dreams, like you said, and, and for ease of convenience. But they also have their own families to support. They have to sell stuff yeah. too. Um, but if you can sell a product that genuinely makes owning a pool more enjoyable, um, I think that that becomes then a, a win-win all around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nice. So that's a lot about automation um, yeah. <laughs> and some good. Uh, no, that's good. That's good information yeah. for people to hear and, yeah. and ask questions about and. Um, you know, we find when we do these, you know, it's like automation. Okay. I know about automation. And then you do, you do the, you do the whole conversation. It's like, Oh, I didn't know that about automation. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you never know, um, you know, kind of what's going to, what's going to come out of it. And, and we like to think of these conversations kind of like you would interact at a trade show or something like yeah. that, where it's like, you know, you're going over to ask a question and get an answer. And then the comment where the conversation goes, sometimes you get these things that come out of it that, you didn't even know you were, you needed to know, yeah. which you know. by the way, I cannot wait for the pool show this year. You and me both, my friend, Good. you and me both. I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, 
getting back to uh, a great show, a normal show, and uh, having a lot of fun in Atlantic City. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm from, Atlantic City. So I, are you really? It's like a homecoming for me every year. I, you know, I love it. That was my my favorite part of coming into the pool business was that uh, the 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 pool and spa show powered by Landon and Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, I really appreciate you coming in today and sitting down and having this conversation and making the time. I know you're very busy um, th- th- this time of year, but uh, I think this is this has been this has been great. Yeah, great. Thanks. Well, thanks everybody for watching um, the latest episode of New Depths.